These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. What's up, Internet? You're listening to Episode 5 of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm R.D. And I'm Jay. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. So this time around, we'll be reviewing the fifth episode titled Smuggler's Gauntlet. But before getting into that, I'd like to promote a podcast I recently guested on. I joined Drew, Andrew, and Josh on Figure Nights Theater. We discussed the San Diego Comic-Con action figure reveals, along with some top-secret Hasbro info that has since been scrubbed from existence. Curious? Good. Check out Figure Nights Theater on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, the usual places. Uh, This was the 10th episode, Jay. I've been on nearly half of them, four of them so far. Really? Had no idea. Yeah, buddy. How do we get free stuff? That's my question, as always, about anything we're doing. From who? Figure Nights Theater? Hasbro, man. Come on. Well, we talked about some leaked information from Hasbro, so I don't think they would give us anything free. I think they'd be a little pissed at us for talking about it. Right. So, Jay, I wanted to open today's episode with a brief discussion. Okay. Let me pose a question to you. Aside from Galaxy Rangers, Transformers, and G.I. Joe... Those are our staples, right? Right. Uh, are there any other 80s shows, like animated action shows, that stood out to you and that made like a lasting impression? Animated or anime? Does it does it matter? I mean, because, I mean... They're... It could be either. I mean, to me at the time, they were one and the same. Okay, yes. You know, we did. We had a lot of them that came through down the pipes. I mean, I loved um, Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. That was another high-tech western in the future type thing along the same kind of along the same veins of like everything in the old west the new frontier and all that other good stuff um that one was cool um there was a few like yeah. little mini series here and there like um sectors like no one knows about that but i thought you know even though it was driven by toys that was a short-lived show because I guess the action figures... They were horrible, dude. They were like they were like <laughs> hand puppets. It's like action figures with hand puppets. <laughs> it was ridiculous, dude. You know, those toys actually go for good money now. Yeah. That's... They can fetch you a few shekels on eBay. Wow. Uh, I should have bought it. Dang. I'd have like a spider hand puppet. I would love that to happen, actually. A spider hand puppet making you rich? Yeah. <laughs> that would make my day. Sure it would. Yeah, but I remember Saber Rider. That was like one of the after-school shows. You know what else there was, man? That was there was another one that I watched all the time, and I kind of showed the kids recently. Um, is Ghostbusters? There's the two go. There was two Ghostbusters, right? The one based on the movie, the filmation one. Yeah, dude, that was so ridiculous. I hated that show. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> oh man, I know you hated that show, man. But I love the song, and I was like, wait, and I didn't realize till like, after I started watching it, that there was actually an old, like, I think 1960s TV show that that's based on. Wow. I had no idea. I had, I had no idea. I looked, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is what this is based on. They had the gorilla and all. It was, it was really stupid, but I, you know, I, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it had to be. I know. What was that one? There was one, you. You talked about all the time, man. Was was it Vicor? Oh, my God. 
Vitor, the Starfire champion. Did you remember that? Are you kidding me? You know what it was? It was the idea of having a mystical weapon that I really dug. He had like this shield. It was like a multi-purpose shield where the shield would open up and then he could use it as a hang glider. Yeah. And inside, when it would open up, there was like a crawl type blade that he kind of controlled mentally or something. I don't know. It made a little bit of an impression, that one did. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the one that, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, damn, that show was fantastic. Um, It is, in America, it's known as Robotech New Generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Yeah. It's from a Japanese anime called Mospita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. That was my favorite. That was my favorite one. With Scott and all the rest of them. Yeah, Scott Bernard. When that show, the way that show opens... It, it sets the tone right away. Like, Scott is escorting a flagship into Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. And he's talking to the people on board the flagship. And it's his fiance and his commanding officer. And the ship, for some reason, explodes right in front of him. Right. So his fiance is dead. He crash lands on Earth. And it's, like, post-apocalyptic. And he has to, like, repair his fighter jet, which turns out to be a, a robot. And like there's like all it's it's so cool, man. He has a motorcycle that, that turns into armor. Yeah. That you know Now did he get that did he get that earlier or did he have it from the beginning? He starts off with it because uh there's a compartment in the bottom of the jet. The jet is disabled because, you know, he crashed it. Uh but there's a, a compartment in the bottom of the jet that carries the, the motorcycle. Like he pulls out like a some weird shaped crate and then Pops it open and transforms it into a motorcycle. And then starts riding it around. <laughs> I mean, the show is like really... like The mecha is really well designed. The The story is dark. But, you know, it, it keeps you glued, man. You want to know what's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, that's... What other good ones were there that we are forgetting that were out there that stood out? Spiral Zone. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yes. Spiral Zone was awesome. I loved Spiral Zone. I put Spiral Zone's music at the end of one of our episodes. Did you really? I can't remember which one. I can't remember. But you don't listen to our episodes? That's very telling. I don't listen to them <laughs> completely. I'll just say that. You're like, okay, I'm on this one. I can stop listening. Oh, wait a minute. He did edit out my good stuff. Okay, we're good. Every once in a while, I go a little left. It's fine. You know, you're like Jay. It's all right, man. I know you like Jay. No, no. That's funny now, man, but I can't put that on the air, man. <laughs> that is true. That happens sometimes. Look, man, there's some stuff that I actually write for this podcast that that I'm actually borderline. I'm not sure if I should uh, write it, but I do anyway. Oh, yeah? Because it's funny. I know. I, I weigh it against, like, how funny is it versus how offensive is it? Right. And if it's funnier than it is offensive, then I go with funny. Okay. But, yeah, that's enough insight into my editing style. Let's start talking about the episode. Okay. Good deal. So it opens on an unnamed planet. Most likely Tortuna because it's always freaking Tortuna. Yep. Uh, it's in uh, some kind of, some kind of warehouse. And just a little warning: the opening scene in the warehouse looked terrible. Yes. Like to me, anyway. Yep. Those are the B artists. Mm-hmm. But there are scenes to come that demonstrate uh, what you'll see when all cylinders are firing, when the show is at its best. That's the stuff I revel in, man. Like I actually found myself pausing, rewinding. Like, wow, that was awesome. So anyway, inside the warehouse, a bunch of aliens are creepily sitting around waiting for somebody. I'm going to call them creepers because they don't really have a name. 
um, they're saying things that lead me to believe that this is some kind of ambush or robbery. Like they're waiting for somebody to come through the door so they take their money or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Some of these guys might be from the Black Hole Gang because I know for a fact I recognize one of them. Like he's the rat dude with the eye patch and a sword. Okay. Did you recognize him? He's like, I mean, the Black Hole Gang's in the last episode and he was there. Who is he? And now he's with these guys. Oh, man. I mean, they're everywhere. Or maybe he's just from the same race. Right. And they all have eye patches. It's like, that's their, like, we all need eye patches. Do you have an eye patch? That's our move, baby. It's in style. It's like, can you get me an eye patch? Where's my eye patch? Uh, so, yeah, after much suspense, a tall, thin, hooded figure enters and the electronic door locks behind them. And then the lizard dude says, Veggie Man! And I'm like, what? Like, what kind of name is that? I know, man. Uh, so Veggie Man says, you got the stuff? Right. And the lizard dude says, well, if you're buying, I'm selling. And I'm like, wait, oh, so it's it's not a robbery. It's a very misleading dialogue in the beginning, I got to say. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's something. I don't, I'm sure what it is, but it's something. But what are they selling, you might be thinking? Super Trooper Juice. That sounds all level of wrong, right? It does, man. It sounds like a messed up breakfast drink. Now, I, I hear Super Trooper Juice, and I have two questions. Who is this Super Trooper guy, and who juiced him? <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not right either. <laughs> so, Veggie Man is just loitering uh, in front of the door, and he sneakily hits a button on the door panel. But not sneakily enough. The crab-faced dude says, what are you hiding? And then he pulls off his robe. Now, hold on. What kind of crap is that? Like, how do they know that the robe is not the only thing between the cold night air and Veggie Man's zucchini? So to make matters worse, Lizard Dude, uh, astonished, says, what is that? Before you can even see what he's looking at. So my brain was like, I was taking too long trying to make sense of it all. whole lot of pre-processing. You were like, wait, wait. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to leave it alone. So anyway, luckily we don't have to worry about raw vegetables being exposed. <laughs> In a small room that, that seems know, to be shrinking by the second. Okay, you know something, man? It just gets worse when you start to call him Veggie Man. So we just, <laughs> a, whole bunch of, a whole bunch more rock uh, stuff pops in. You're like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Why is this a kid's show? Uh, but when they finally show Veggie Man without his robe on, it's actually our friends, Zozo and Waldo. Zozo is riding on Waldo's shoulders. Now, Jay, Waldo is probably like a good... Seven feet tall, right? Yeah. So why would he need an extra two and a half to three feet of height? And the fact that they're ambassadors out on a mission with the Galaxy Rangers doing stuff. These dudes are always in the middle of stuff. It's not like the Scooby-Doo and the kids getting into trouble. It's like these dudes are always part of something for some reason. Yeah, they always got to be involved. Like, mind your business every once in a while. <laughs> you know, they're like, we're coming to help. Oh, okay, where's your badge? Show me your badge. <laughs> you can't help then. Uh, so, Zozo and Waldo are exposed, and not in the way that pervy-ass crab-faced dude was hoping. And the creepers all pull their guns on them, demanding the money. Then Zozo makes an American Express joke. He, he says, cash? We always leave home without it. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Right. Very timely. At the time, anyway. It's 1986, so American Express commercials were all over the place. Uh, so, they're, they're about to die. When suddenly the door opens and all four Galaxy Rangers charge in. Uh, this is the part that's animated horribly. Uh, Zack comes in, his bionic arm already lit up. And he shoots a thunderbolt at them. And I'm like, yes! 
and it was underwhelming. Right. It just blows everybody, knocks everybody off their feet. He must have had the, the Thunderbolt set to pew pew. Yeah. Rather than the usual Krakoom. Because remember, he blew up the Psycho Crypt yep. with one shot. Right. The entire Psycho Crypt. We've seen him do some pretty amazing stuff with it. Yeah. We have. Yeah, so that's basically all he's doing is going pew pew, running after them, like shooting Thunderbolts, one after the other. And uh, it's not as potent as it used to be. And he's shooting it basically like uh, he, like Yosemite Sam sprays lead. Like, oh, I hate that rap. Just <laughs> constantly shooting in every direction. He is. He's just like, everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. And then, like, he uses it like, you know, someone tries to break a chair on him or something. Was it a chair or a table or something to hit him with it? I feel like the whole team just doing stuff all over the place. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of action going on in the beginning. Uh, so pervy ass crab face dude says, I got to dump the evidence. Evidence? You mean the Super Troopers juice? <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So he's trying to dump the evidence. Nico's having none of that. So she ninja chops him, knocking him out. Right. And then Lizard Dude hits a button on the talking computer. There's like a little talking computer in, in the. And he talks like this. Yeah, I know. It's like. Uh, what is that about? I, I don't know. It's uh maybe they were fans of um. Uh, th- there's like an actor that talked like that. He was in. He was oh he was the Mad Hatter in uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh that dude really it was him. Yeah. Like have some tea. Yeah yeah that's right that's right Disney. Can we say their name? We can say whatever we want. Nobody listens to us. That's true. <laughs> Next thing we know, excuse me, J R D. We'd like to talk to you guys. I hope they send us a CND. <laughs> like we could use the attention. We just got banned by Disney, y'all. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, so after Lizard Dude hits the button on the talking computer, Doc runs up and punches him right in the mush. But it's too late. Uh, Doc turns around and says, It's gonna blow! And then he breaks out his favorite program, Pathfinder. I thought he activated Pathfinder to disable the bomb. Yeah. But no, he activated Pathfinder to try to steal some intel from that computer before it blows up. Right. Uh, so, oh, did we mention that Doc's programs talk to him? I don't think we ever we ever uh, described his programs. I think we might have briefly, man, but I'm kind of curious. Though, like, does anybody else see them when they're floating around? Yes. I was about to ask. I'm wondering that question. So I see, I'm like, like does anyone else see these things? Is that whole holographic diamond that comes out of his tablet all in his head? Right. And like, is that just a visual representation so that the viewer can understand what's going on in Doc's head? Right. I always wondered that myself. Nobody else interacts with his programs. Nobody else talks to them. They don't even seem to acknowledge them like as if they hear them, you know? Right. Anyway, so Pathfinder is stealing info. And Zach says there's no time and he orders everybody out. And then it explodes. Now, what happened to all the creepers that they knocked out and were laying unconscious on the on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I'm more interested in why first this little robot blows up and then the entire building. Yes. It's just a little robot. I was like, was it like that? What kind of batteries they have in that thing? I think it was a baby nuke they had in that robot. Yeah. When they say self-destruct, he self-destructs. No kidding. So Zozo says, you cut that pretty close. And then Doc says, we want overboss, don't we? Overboss. Another villain. Great. Yeah. So uh, Goose offers to beat some info out of one of the creepers. Right. Uh, apparently they grabbed some of the creepers and, and took them out with them. How many creepers were there? I don't know. There, there were like six of them, I think. I do remember them carrying a few. Yeah. They have two with them at the moment. What happened to the other five? I say incinerated. Probably. 
but that's just me. You know, to be honest, man, and then you'll see later on as you go through the rest of the episode, there's a whole lot of people you're not sure if they made it or not. Yes, there are crashes where, like, the entire vehicle just disintegrates. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. Dude, why are you just spoiling it? So Goose beats some info out of one of the creepers. Uh, so here's a jarring thing that I noticed. The animation, from what I can tell, has three different styles in this episode. Three. Did you notice the change in uh, animation styles? Oh, yeah, I did. I noticed a bunch of flips. I'm going to list them. I wrote them down. You did? Holy crap. So there's the crappy animation in the beginning. Like the you know like that whole warehouse scene. It's a, It doesn't look good. It's not drawn well. It's not animated well. Right. It has a couple of highlights, but... For the most part, it doesn't look good. No consistency as far as staying on model. The angles are so-so. It's obviously not done by the best team at TMS. Yep. That's Tokyo Movie Shinsho, in case anybody forgot. That's true. And Goose's hair changes often. A lot. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. So then there's a second animation style, which is the wild animation style, where Gooseman's hair is everywhere. His hair throughout the entire episode, especially when this animation style is in effect, it is all Goku'd out. He's like a super trooper Saiyan. Right. And also, characters' eyes are always different sizes when they're being expressive. Like a Gonagai anime. Okay. Getting technical. Holy crap. Do you remember Gonagai, though? Like the, the Devil Man? Yeah, I do. Black Lion? Devil Man, Black Lion, um, Android 009, all types of guys like that. Yeah, I remember those. I believe Transor Z as well, right? Better known as Mazinga? Yes. I think that might have been a Gona Guy joint. It was a Gona Guy joint. And then all the other ones like um, Get a Robo and Great Manzinga, but also Grandizer or Gold Drake, if you know him in other countries. Which reminds me, man, there's a brand new one. The brand new manga just came out of, with Get a Robo, and they're actually going dinosaur Get a Robo. It's, I've seen the toys. I'm, I, I think I might need them. <laughs> so if anybody wants Christmas presents for me, very nice. Check out YouTube if you want to look around and see what they look like. The transformations are out of control, sick. The models are beautiful. Um, I'm actually learning something new, Jay. I didn't know that you were still into action figures. It's a new development. I just saw them and I think I might want them. I've always wanted to get a Robo um, in diecast metal. Okay. I got a couple things on my list. It's a slippery slope. I tell you that. I know, man. All right. So back to episode. That was the second animation style, the Gonagai style, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it's not the best. Then there's the awesome-ass uh, TMS All-Stars animation team. Yeah. Uh, in, in the scenes with this animation, angles are cinematic and stylized. They move realistically. Yeah. Like, very dynamic and fluid. And they are most on model here. By on model, I mean that the characters are drawn the way they're intended to look. Like, with few to no errors. Right. Like, even when they're moving. Especially when they're moving. They look dope. Right. Uh, so let's continue with the episode. So cut to Beta Mountain. Commander Handlebars takes a call from Senator Gans. Uh, Senator Gans is a female senator with glasses. And she pops up on a screen and starts giving him a piece of her mind. She says that the Super Trooper program ended years ago. And if any samples made it to the black market, it would be the end of the League of Planets. And by extension the end of the galaxy rangers right and handlebars looks like she gave him a migraine <laughs> like when the call ends he's like oh he's like, you know he's pretty annoyed he's like i'm with handlebars on this She's one man giving him grief this woman is right so then it cuts to like the, the rangers and handlebars doc is briefing the team and he says that the federation's only sample of super trooper juice was stolen 
and is on a transport heading to the Queen. So the Queen wants that Super Trooper juice. I'm having such a hard time with every time you say Super Trooper juice. I'm like, <laughs> she's just wrong, dude. It's just wrong. It is. They, the name of it is wrong. You know what? They couldn't call it Super Soldier Serum because that was already taken by Captain America, That's right? That's true. Uh, so Super Trooper juice it is. It's going to have to stay. So Overboss apparently wants the wants this uh juice. Grapple works for Overboss and will attempt to hijack the transport. I don't know how Doc knows all this. Oh, he knows it because he spent all that time gathering intel. Well, yeah, before, right before the robot blew before up. Before the big explosion. Up, yeah, blew up the house and stuff. So Doc's idea is for the Galaxy Rangers to steal the sample first, forcing Grapple to deal with them and introduce them to Overboss, who uh, is their target. So Grapple will be at the refueling station waiting to rob the transport. Uh, This is one involved episode. There are a lot of moving parts and two scenarios happening simultaneously. But we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Zozo and Waldo get benched. We just talked about how they're kind of useless. And apparently Handlebars agrees. (laughs) Right. Yeah, they're like, dude, he's like, they're going to know who you are, man. Waldo was like, how dare you bench me, you son of a bitch. Like, sit your ball old butt down and just... Screw you, handlebars! Sit down. Sit down. Here's some Metamucil. Relax. Relax. You're lucky I'm a pacifist! And then he orders Zozo to slap him. (laughs) Uh, So, handlebars tells Zack that he'll need a super trooper juice detector. What's her name? So, (laughs) Come on, man! (laughs) You're messed up. You are messed up. I'm sorry. All right, so Goose and Zack are to intercept the transport before it reaches the refueling station. Doc and Nico will take care of the refueling station. I don't know what that means, but that's all they said. They'll take care yeah. of the refueling station. We will take care of it. I was like, okay. Okay, so we'll find out now what, what it means, though, because uh, cut to the station, Doc and Nico are sneaking around in there. Doc tells Tripwire right. okay. one of his programs. Can, can, wait. Go ahead. Yep, Kim, before we even get all that, man. So, they're supposed to be undercover. So, how are they sneaking around in the station? In uniform. In their Galaxy Ranger gear. I'm like watching them walk around the corner like. (laughs) I got to tell you, those uniforms are like 90% white. Yep. So, so there's not much in the way of stealth with those outfits. It makes no sense to me. And then Doc tells Tripwire to disable all the alarms and Firefly to short out the weapon systems. Right. Then they encounter a door with a manual lock, and Doc goes, I don't know what to do. He's like, what do I do with this here? Doc's like, talk about primitive. What do I do with a lock? Do you have the key? Because that could help. Well, Nico gives him a little sass. She gives him a hard time before opening it with her telekinesis. You notice how she gives everybody a hard time? Maybe not Zach. She's kind of soft on him, though. But everybody else, she got a joke for. She's kind of the wise guy. She's like, I'm the fiery bang having <laughs> jokester in the group. She's fierce. <laughs> and she's fierce. That's right. You know what? You never notice if she was a blonde, right? Yeah. Would she be a Lady Gaga lookalike now? Um. Yeah. 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 See? <laughs> she would look quite a bit like her. I mean, she has the big dumper. That's right. Okay. After Nico opens the lock with her telekinesis, uh, all that's left for them to do is uh, to disable the beacon. And the only thing standing between them and the beacon controls are a couple of humanoids up the ladder, manning the controls in question. It's up to our imagination how Doc and Nico eliminate the two operators. So I'd like to pause right now and imagine the most creative way 
Doc and Nico could have taken them out. You got any ideas? I got one. I'll I'll tell you my idea, and then you can tell me if you come up with one. All right? Yeah, go on. Okay, so, so Nico mentally takes control of one guy and has him push the other guy off the platform. Okay, that's good. And then Doc has Firefly short out the tech in his uniform and vaporizes him. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Okay, I got one. So, knowing that knowing that this is a whole Western thing, Doc and Nico lasso the two dudes and jump off the platform and snatch them out of their chairs to their deaths. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I know. I know. But the, drove, the idea of the lassos in the future makes sense to me. Or better yet, laser whips and cuts the chair with the guys in half. Oh, my goodness. What? Like Johnny Mnemonic. I know. This is a bloody episode. Yeah, that's super bloody. There, no, there's no blood. It's a laser whip. Everything's cauterized. It's good. The chair falls in half, and you don't see what happens to the guy. The scene just goes black. The better one is Firefly blows up the console in front of them. <laughs> no, fry, they need the console. Oh, they, they need, need the, the console. console to disable the beacon. Oh, okay. That totally disabled the beacon right there in one shot. You know what? Just blow up the entire station then. You know, this you know, they sit outside and just go like one guy with a stick. All right, I have one. This is a little this is a little more subtle than than blowing up the whole thing and cutting people in half. Uh, so Nico uses her telekinesis to fold one of them into a ball. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's better. While Doc hacks the other guy's visor and makes him think that they're about to be hit by an asteroid, causing him to walk backwards and fall to his death. <laughs> it's not bad either. It's not bad. Uh, um, look, however they murdered these two dudes, bottom line is the beacon is disabled. Right. So meanwhile, Zack and Goose are setting up a phony beacon in an asteroid field. By the way, this is one of the scenes where the animation ramps up a few notches. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets, it gets really impressive. I was a little floored by it, to be honest. So, uh, the transport is a crown ship we, uh, with a robot crew and uh, a robot captain. He looks cool. He shows up a few more times in the series. Has he been in any, any other episode before this one? Um, I feel like he has, man. He's been around. I think this might be his first appearance, man. Really? Like he's a. I think I would have remembered him because the other robots are all um silver, and he's all black, and okay. his helmet is shaped different. You might be right. I'll tell you one thing about the captain, though. He may look cool and different from the rest of the crown troops, but he's just as stupid. He sounds horrible. Like he falls for Goose and Zack's trap. Yeah. He falls for their trap. Their ship is caught in an asteroid field and even has their shields wiped out. Right. So Zack and Goose uh, steal a maneuver from the Millennium Falcon and they use their docking clamp to stick to the bottom of the transport. Uh, they break out their spacesuits and go for a spacewalk and find a hatch to enter the ship, right? So Zack breaks out that convenient plot point. I mean, uh, the, the super trooper juice detector. Can you hear me rolling my eyes? I can hear you rolling your eyes still, man. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to say anything wrong. <laughs> so. so they they end up riding a conveyor belt, and they spot uh they spot the sample that they're looking for with two guards protecting it. Like stealth, I guess, goes right out the window because where's the fun in that, right? So Goose shoots one guard dead. Then Zachary does nothing. He's still recovering from overusing his thunderbolt. <laughs> then Goose punches the second guard dead. Now they have the sample. Yeah, he's still recharging. Maybe he needs some super trooper juice. <laughs> he's recharging from all the pew pew. Right. So anyway, uh, so Goose and Zach are making a break for it, but the crew is alerted to their presence, and they run into a bunch of them in the corridor. Uh, after a firefight, Goose's gun jams, I think. 
Does it jam? Because he's fiddling with the gun for too long for it to be like a simple reload. I don't know if it jammed. I can't remember if it jammed or not. I think it was more like there was too many of them or something. But his gun overheated, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it did jam. Uh, so, Zack saves Goose by pushing him out of the way, but gets hit with the proximity mine. Right. A la Modern Warfare. That's right. He falls, gets his helmet cracked. Yeah. Zack gets injured and buys Goose enough time to sort out his gun problems. Right. And then Goose shoots everybody. Again. <laughs> everybody. everybody. That's what Goose does. Some of them. Everybody. Anyway, so uh, Zack's helmet is damaged. And Goose gives him his. Zack reluctantly takes it. Then the robots start to drain the atmosphere from the corridor that they're in. And Goose badges up. Then he says, come on, little implant. And uh, he grows a pair of shades and looks like a blue Johnny Bravo who can breathe in the vacuum of space. Right. <laughs> Suck it, Star-Lord. Right. Goose did it first. So they get back to their ship safe and sound. Did he do that in the movie? What? Star-Lord, he doesn't really breathe, but he's uh, exposed okay. to the vacuum of space and doesn't die. Is that the new movie? No, it was the first movie. The first Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, so, let's see. Yeah, they get back to the ship that. safe and sound, and Goose is okay. So, uh, Nico and Doc, Nico and Doc. Wait, can we go back? So, when he badges up, his eyes change to a visor. Yeah. And his arm is up in the black power symbol. <laughs> just, just, he noticed he has one arm for the whole time. So, there were some brothers working on this project. <laughs> power to the people. And he was Elvis was a hero the most. <laughs> okay, that makes more references, dude. <laughs> so stupid. It's just so stupid. And then Zach showed up with a clock around his neck. Right. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm sorry, man. Totally distracted. But I had to talk about the whole, why has he got his hand up? I did not notice that, to be honest with you. When you go look at it again, man. That's funny. He's got his arm up the whole time until he gets back to the ship. Okay. All right, so back on the refueling station, Nico and Doc meet Grappo, and they're dressed as Zangwils now. Right. Now they have disguises. Sure, because Grappo can't know that they're the Galaxy Rangers. That wouldn't be good. And, uh, you know what? I forget what they said to him, what, what the, the exchange was. But after they leave the bar, uh, they get into a street fight with a bunch of aliens. Right. And uh, then Goose and Zack arrive in a hover car and bail them out. And Zack says... We've got the goods. Then there's a car chase. Like, those aliens, they all jump in cars and go after them. Can I say, I had a great time with that car chase, man. I was about to say, it was really well choreographed. U-turns, Nico's facing back and returning fire. Like, there's crashes, all kinds of cool stuff. Doc complaining yes. the whole time had me into He's like, where's my... I, I, I was dying. He was like, where's my pulse? Where's <laughs> yes. my pulse? I had a yes. pulse. I was like, this dude. He's saying, reason number 62, he's sorry he became a Galaxy Ranger. I'm like, wow, man. <laughs> you got 61 before that? Just coming with all types of stuff. You're right, though. This is one of the episodes, I think, concerning this episode five, I think this is the one where they did the most with everybody doing something. It's like one of those super mission episodes. Where you get to see everybody using their abilities and everybody doing something different. Yeah, it was, just... it was like Ocean's Eleven, but with four of them. Right. And I think, you know, the more they get to it, the better. So, yeah, the, the whole car chase, especially, was animated beautifully. All the way to the end when they make their escape. Right. And Zach never looked so on model. Like, he looks he looks fantastic. Yeah. So, they make it to the Overboss. It's, Overboss is a big robot, apparently, sitting on the Iron Throne. 
hey, that was a Game of Thrones reference for all of you that watch it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Let's go back to the car chase. Yes. So think about all the, so the tons of crashes. We're talking about how this show doesn't seem like it's anyone dies or anything like that. There's a lot of times in a car chase, you're not sure if they survived or not. I am positive that dudes I mean, died in crashed, this one. People, oh, me too. I am so I sure mean, that so many guys died. They don't actually it's, show body parts flying out of the car or anything like that, but like the car is like just disintegrated. Nothing left of it. Right. And you didn't see anybody like jump out <laughs> just before it happens or whatever. Right. There's some bad stuff happening. Yeah. Oh, so fun. I'm pretty sure that they're like, nobody will call us on it because we'll just say, look, we don't have the budget to animate people jumping out of cars and stuff. It's just a car chase. Leave it alone. My favorite scene in that whole thing was when Zach said, oh, wait a minute, I got an idea. And they did the barrel roll, the car. Yeah. They dropped the bomb in the engine of a car. I was like, that's fly. Zach's a little bomb crazy in this episode. Yeah, taking that proximity mind to the face. Changed him. Yep. He was like, all right, we're done with this. Mm -hmm. Everybody's getting it. Everybody. You want to bomb me? Now I'm the bomb. I thought it was fun. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they make it to the overboss, and it's a big robot. And uh, sitting there with a bunch of little robots hanging around. And I wasn't expecting Zach to pull the old dead man switch trick. He pulls out a detonator and then puts his finger on the edge of it and it sinks a button in, right? Yeah. And then he goes, if I if I lift my finger, everything blows up. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. He's like, everybody gets it. So then Doc reveals that his program detected that the big bot is not Overboss. It's a fake out. Overboss is actually a smaller robot that's standing right next to the Rangers. And... uh and then the Scooby-Doo gang pull the mask off the smaller butt, and it's Senator Gans, that annoying lady with the glasses. Wow. Handlebar's going to love that one. And Senator Gans would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for those pesky kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it did turn out to be a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> yeah. I-, I thought I was going to hate this episode because of how it began with the so-so animation and the goofy humor. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you give it time, it it really wins you over. It's It's fun. Chock full of atmosphere, looks really good where it counts, much like a butterface. A what? A butter what? You don't know what a butterface is? No. It's a... They call them butterfaces, man, really? No, I've never heard that, dude. I'm serious. I've never heard that. Wow. Been there, did that, but never heard it. <laughs> uh, so the... The Rangers splitting into teams was great as well. I mean, you got a chance to explore how they work together, team dynamics and all that. Yeah, I feel like the teams are like, didn't matter who was with who, they were just handling stuff. I got to say, Zachary was useless. Like, Goose should have just went on that mission on his own. He would have been fine. Yeah, he could have. All right, the, the proximity mine is the only part where Zach actually was useful. But other than that, like, Goose did everything. Well, Goose was Goose was the Goose. There was a Goose's episode. Every episode is a Gooseman episode if he's in it. He is clearly the favorite. Yeah, that's true. Like, whoever's writing the shows, he's the favorite. Right. And they love him. So they give Senator Gans a chance to, you know, they tell her they're going to arrest her. And she goes, no, please. And they go, okay, well, we just leave you here on Tortuna where there's a bounty out for your head for trying to steal the the super trooper juice from the queen. And then she goes, Mm -hmm. no, arrest me. I'll go with you. And Dex says, cuff her. And, uh... That's it, man. Episode ends. That was all good, man. Yeah, it was a great episode, though. I really enjoyed it. I thought so. I thought it was fun, man. It was definitely a fun one. 
All right. So what do you think? Close it out? Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess we're done. I'm done here. Great episode. I think everyone should check it at least once, maybe twice. Make any references to um, Black Power and any fun <laughs> things that you see in it. Um, feel free to comment. I don't. I didn't have anything else. Probably all my really messed up references have been edited out. So I'm adding this one so that you can just imagine <laughs> what I could have said. And right. any reference to certain items in the show, I won't say what they are so that you can imagine the things that we could have said. Um, you know, that's all I have to say. That was my two cents I wanted to add at the end. And I think I might have to add to every episode now, man. Just like to leave the... The listener or listeners, I think there's two or three now, right? We got three? Are we at three? No, I think we're back down to two. What happened? <laughs> what happened, man? What do we do? Uh, Maybe you should leave the stuff in, man. Well, so no, uh, just... two, of, <laughs> two of the people that I mentioned actually turned out to be the same person, just with different usernames. Oh, get out. Dude, man, please, you know, I appreciate you trying to help us with that, man, but please, can you, like... Just tell friends. Don't log on no, twice. No, no, let them log please. on twice. I don't care. Okay. okay. RD doesn't care. I will take the feedback. I don't care. I'll take the feedback anyway. No, send no. it to me. Just tell friends. Yes, please. Okay, listener, that was Smuggler's Gauntlet. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode six, which is Mistwalker. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. Visit our website series6podcast.com send us feedback you can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com galaxyrangers no space at email not gmail e because we're excellent we've been your host I'm RD I'm Jay and we'll see you next time disengage your freaking hyperdrives I'm Casey Kasem keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars <laughs> I can't I bye <laughs> 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 All right. I guess we're out, right? Poor Casey Kasem.